since you were bold enough to call me insane. Maybe you should do some research on the subject. Then you'll be able to talk intelligently about it. Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another podcast episode of Coffee with a Couple Cure and a video episode of The Couple Cure on YouTube. Today, we're going to continue the comebacks part of our story. Last time, we covered a more sweet um, kind of confrontation or objection to the way we've recovered and today we're going to cover a not so sweet one. This again was somebody in our lives. Um, this is kind of a um, person who shows up really cool and kind of disinterested and um, will also share how they responded to Jay after this when they emailed you on, I think it was a Christmas day. Christmas Eve. Something like that. <laughs> it was a wonderful Christmas present. Anyway, you'll have to excuse us because we will be reading this. Um, there's no way we can memorize it. Anyway, the background on this one is I had put our story on my personal Facebook page. And the first response I got from anybody was WTF? Question mark. And it was this person, and I laughed, and I said, are you being serious? Then we got into a message, chat back and forth, and this is what ensued. Right. So um, this person's wife first saw it, and her reaction was, it's taken you six years to catching your husband jerking off to porn? That's insane. Yeah. And so I said, how do y'all feel about lying? Or how do y'all feel about psychological abuse? or spiritual abuse, because those are very common with this issue and so damaging that it causes brain changes in the partner. Plus, society has the same understanding y'all did, and they typically respond with the same responses. There's something wrong with you for being hurt so much over this, in essence, putting the blame on the partner. Your wife is into science. Have her check out functional MRI brain scans after betrayal trauma and Dr. Amen's work on the trauma of betrayal. All right. I get your comment, though. I totally get it. I used to put that on myself, wondering why I couldn't just get over it. The thing was, how could I get over emotional abuse when it was still happening to me? The porn would have been easy to get over, but if you had learned more of my story before judging, you would have found out that the porn and lying would have been easier to get over, but it was him doing so much destruction and conversation that was the most damaging. And in case you're wondering, I shared that story on Facebook with my husband's full awareness and encouragement. But between me and you, since you were bold enough to call me insane, maybe you should do some research on the subject, then you'll be able to talk intelligently about it. Start with Barb Steffens or betrayal trauma or the abuse called gaslighting. Having an easy time with this, by the way, can be a sign of the wife not being really plugged into the relationship. Therapists call it secure attachment. That's not my nature. I can develop secure attachments. Y'all can also look up treatment-induced trauma and institutional trauma, which is what happens in institutions like families and churches, where inaccurate belief systems are pushed on partners, causing more damage. His response was, thankfully, my wife and I masturbate to the same pornography, at least generally. I responded, that's great. No judgment here. But I do want to stand in the gap for her if she needs it by saying, many women agree to this even when they don't want to because objecting would give rise to shaming voices, kind of like what you've said to me. 
I ask guys, do you think she'd rather you get off to only thoughts of her? And I've heard what most women say. They'd much rather him make her his one and only and shut out all other women. But I also recognize your wife may feel differently. Oh, also, for your information, it didn't take me six years to get over it. Jay's been sober six years. And also, please understand, therapists say it takes about three to five years for a couple to really heal the relationship after these kind of betrayals. So we're right on track. And we're doing much better than before. And I never heard from him again. The next time we saw them was at a Christmas gathering. And the wife almost seemed like she was not brought in on this part of the conversation. She might have called me insane. I don't know. It didn't seem like she had seen this part of it anyway. And I can imagine if he's like, oh, I don't want to show her that um, because I don't, I don't want her to see the part about like, do you want me to make you my one and only? I mean, I don't really want to do that. The next time I heard from this person, we, I had finally posted a Facebook page for my business and the the comments were similar. It was, did you get hacked or or you know, are you have you been kidnapped or something like that? And I said something along the lines of, yeah, I should just join the rest of the world and say that porn is fine. And for someone whose typical emails are less than a dozen words, I got something like a five hundred word heated response. I kind of giggled at the email he sent to Jay because it was kind of like a blink twice if you need me to come rescue you. Like, does she have you in a cult or something? Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. And he he did confess, though, that pornography can be addictive. And yet they none of the comments from this person ever really dug deeper than that into my own story. That was one of the things that I was really floored by people close to me was very few of them actually ask me what I did. They all assumed that Lori had made a huge deal out of something extremely small. Right. And that is not the case. If You've heard our story. I did awful, awful stuff to her. And her response was probably a lot more sane or controlled than most people would have had in those situations where I would have just been by myself because not many people would have stuck around. Well, it was that same week that, that two people close to me had said, porn doesn't really kill you. And I had one guy tell me how he was close to suicide and how another one had said I had saved his marriage and saved his life. And it is not uncommon for guys going through this and the women going through this to have suicidal ideation over how damaging it is mm -hmm. to find out what's what all has been going on. And we had seen that for years beforehand, guys just saying, like, I can't get free of this and I hate myself for it and I want to die. You right. know, we've heard countless stories of men who say, you know, this almost killed me or I was suicidal over this. Yeah. And Mark Laser relates a story in, in his book, Faithful and True, about a man who actually did tear out his own eyeballs. I... And it did not solve the problem. Oh. Having those memories means I can never be clean of my drug 
All I have to do is remember things or imagine things Mm -hmm. and I can be right back into my cycle an image or a memory or a TV Mm -hmm. show or whatever could be a potential trigger as long as I'm alive. Mm -hmm. And so I get why people get that desperate of I want I so badly want this to go away. And. Not just the addiction itself, but the impact that I've had on Lori. Mm. seeing the pain that I have caused her and realizing that I am the source of all of that pain makes me question, okay, if I'm the source of all the pain, then taking me out of the equation makes the pain stop. And so I've thought about leaving, but I've also had those same kind of suicidal thoughts. And what I came to realize is that's like trying to heal a gunshot wound to the chest by amputating a leg. Mm Mm-hmm. It might, it might. Like, and what he's saying is trying to heal my gunshot wound in the chest by amputating his leg. No, by amputating yours. Oh, that wouldn't work. So, you know, the idea is, I'm sorry I shot you in the chest here. Let me leave you now and cut off your leg Mm -hmm. and and somehow you're going to feel better. Instead of sticking around and trying to make it right, trying to figure out how to make it right. Now, I, in the last episode, I mentioned that we were going to get into kind of family stuff. Both of these stories came from people within our immediate family. Yeah, the one we covered in last episode and this one. And we don't necessarily talk to these people anymore, um, not because... We don't want to, but they've kind of made it obvious they don't want to talk to us. Right. They see us as weird, which we are weird, so okay. So just understand that going public with this story can impact family relationships, but there is a bigger family you can join up with. Again, you know, we're always looking for more skunks. We're always looking for more weirdos. There's a song, I, I won't say who it's by. It's by an artist that has some pretty foul language in her songs, but she has a song, lyrics in the song, saying there's a little bit of a loser in us. And me and Jay are losers, you know. And it says just two weirdos who fell in love. Yeah. Yep. Are you tearing up? Oh, he's tearing up. Oh. Um, but yeah, we are losers and we're in love and we're doing good. And we want we want that for you guys. And I think it's a good place to wrap up. We'll see you all on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.